Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Last one for this week. And by by Monday, we'll know who the Super Bowl winner is, right? Right, no, Brett? Because no, no, it's, it's the last week was no. It's the it's the second uh, weekend in February because uh, they added an extra game to the season. Oh, 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 oh and then they have a okay. two week period. Sometimes uh, they don't have the two weeks. They decided to go with the two weeks this time. So yeah, it's the yeah. Pro Bowl coming up. If you'd like to hit your football fix, that's six o'clock. Oh, I'm excited about that. That it's one's always weird. one of my favorites. There's you no know what? About it. Let's not have a Super Bowl party. Let's have a Pro Bowl party. It's always great. From beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, the home yeah. of your Raiders, it is Sunday at 6 on ESPN. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, I, I guess we're we're uh, uh, going to go sports here for, for a few minutes. I, I read this little factoid. You're going to enjoy this. Uh, there was only one owner in the NFL who voted against allowing the Raiders to move from Oakland to Las Vegas. Do you know who that owner is? Feels like Jerry Jones. You're wrong. Who is it? I'm not going to kick me. I'll let you guess two more and then, then tell you who it is. Dave Pepper. No. Yep, shit McGee from the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington nope. football team, now the Commanders. Who no. It? It's it's uh, racist McFuckface, the owner of the Dolphins, oh, Stephen man. Ross. He's having a problem right now. He's having a big issue. All right. Let me let me just uh, frame before before we uh, get into the fact that there's there's just no doubt there's no doubt in our minds that he is guilty of everything that Brian Flores is accusing him of and, and the league in general, but him specifically. I mean, he's been all over the uh, all over the nets and the cables and the now. Did, did he go on Fox at all? I don't know. He was on everywhere else. But there, there, in, in other words, there should be really no reason actually why they shouldn't have him on. But maybe there is because that's just another angry black man going up against Whitey. And I guess that doesn't that's not a good look on Fox, because if they beat him up and, and, and they go devil's advocate on him. Yeah, but uh what about tony dungy 12 years ago or something stupid like that yeah, they're gonna lose that. right so i bet they avoided it on on fox news i'm sure um but um stephen ross and you have to think about this for a moment you can look it up as soon as i tell you he's buddy buddy with trump yeah okay yeah he's the, the guy many that, times yeah he's the guy that threw the giant fundraiser before the last election, you know, the, the one all the way back, oh, a little bit more than a year ago. And in the in the summer at his place in the Hamptons, I think he had a giant fundraiser and people went nuts and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. um, so he does have a, a, a relationship with Trump. Now, think about that in terms of one of the accusations against him by Brian Flores, the fired coach who really had two horrible seasons winning more games than he lost in each one, which in, in Miami, that's just not the way you're supposed to do it. You're not supposed to win enough games so you can get a higher draft choice. I think uh, it was the, uh, it was the first back-to-back -back winning seasons they'd had in 18 years or something like that. Yeah. And I think this year they were like one and seven and he won like eight of the last nine, which is correct. Yeah. That's just like a shock. That's a shocking turnaround. And that is good coaching. There is no doubt about it. Even from a black man, Britt, even from a black man. <laughs> um, so, there, you know, there's no actual reason to fire him. And, and, and we won't even 
mention, we don't need to, the number of white stiffs who circulate between teams, keep getting jobs even after they're fired. You know, what do you have to do to be uh, kicked out of that group that just is able to, to go from job to job to job to job? But this charge that Ross wanted him to tank intentionally lose games at the end of the season so they could get a higher draft choice is unbelievable. And because Brian Flores is a black man, and if you wave money in front of black people, they jump. Okay, they jump. They they offered him, what, $100,000 per game to lose. Now, I don't don't know what at what point that offer started to come in, but if what did the Dolphins finish? Nine and eight? It was that their record this year? I think that's correct, yeah. Um, th- this wasn't a question of if he would lose a game or two, they'd get the first draft choice. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. So what are you doing? So you would have been, what, you would have drafted 14th instead of 19th? Well, what does that mean? This it, is a, it doesn't even, it makes no sense. This is a, a nuclear situation. You have to have owners that are screaming to settle this right now. Everybody's got to be settling this because they, there's, there's no, there's too much that's going to be coming out in this thing and the discovery process. I mean, that's what got Jeff Zucker was right. The discovery process. There's no way you got, mm. they, they have to be people that are just screaming that write a check, get rid of this. This has to go. We had saw there's got to be people like Jerry Jones. Right. Like we had, we had solved this racism thing in the National Football League. We yeah, right. In we put yeah. in racism at the end of the end zone. It's right there for you to see. Problem solved. Anything it's to on get the back you of their helmets. How many? <laughs> what does it say on the back of their helmets? Yeah. It says yeah. it in racism. Be nice yeah. to each other. Any anything to stop the kneeling, please. You people, stop the kneeling. It's bad. No kneeling during the national anthem. But we'll I, put I, stuff I, at the end of the end zone. Right. I have a question. I don't think Brian Flores is the kind of guy who's going to settle for money. This is not about money to him. Yeah. And I be- I believe him. I absolutely positively believe him. He is ready to be the Kurt Flood of of or Andy Messerschmidt, the guys who have broke the baseball reserve clause where you were stuck with one team forever and you couldn't become a free agent. They broke that. Those two broke that. Flood sacrificed his career and his health and his life, really, to be that guy. There are very few people in American history, let alone sports history, who are willing to do that. Let's take, for instance, the entire Republican Party just about. None of them are willing to do the right thing for the country. None of them are willing to separate from Donald Trump. And it might actually cost them a job as a senator or a congressman, uh, for the country that they love. That's just that they can't even imagine doing anything else with their lives, apparently. But Brian Flores knows by now, I've seen enough appearances by him to realize that it's pretty likely that he will never be a coach in the NFL again. I mean, you never know, but uh, things could really, really radically shift. And and But I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I also don't think you can pay him $10 million to go away because he wants to make a statement. And um, Okay, what if we pay him $10 million and we set up a very special committee to look into this and we promise to fund it? I mean, honestly, he is willing to to risk everything. He's willing to be the Colin Kaepernick of coaching. He's saying that, and I I admire it so much. But, yeah, this is a nuclear situation for these owners right now. There's there's no committee to be set up. There's nothing to be studied. All right, right, we'll donate. We'll we'll donate 
six thousand dollars to the NAACP. We have to make this go away. We have to. It has, 6, maybe eight thousand, and you got a deal. No, it's it's it, this is not that. This and by the way, one of the smartest things I've seen so far, and this is this is not only optical, but it's it's reality because of the America that we live in. Because he goes on every show. I saw him on MSNBC. I saw him on, on, on CNN. I saw him everywhere. And he goes with his lawyers. He does most of the talking, but the lawyers speak also. They're very good. And he has two white lawyers. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Two white lawyers. Right. If, if he would have shown up with two black lawyers, a, a Johnny Cochran type or a Benjamin Crump, type, you know, Ben Crump, who's there. And by the way, a great lawyer. If I'm ever in trouble for some, I would like him. But but white America hates Benjamin Crump because white America is largely still pretty racist on, on things like police killings and shit isn't, like that. If, if isn't, they, that prima fascia, isn't that prima facie like uh, evidence of, of uh, systemic racism in America that you can't show up with black lawyers without threatening white America? Isn't well, that what that is? Well, you you can you he could have done that, right. but I just think it's a lot smarter. It's a bad PR move, right? Right. Well, and, and I'm sure that, and I, I'm sure that the, the Flores, of course, decided when he was going to file a lawsuit that uh, just like Joe Biden, he was going to find two white lawyers uh, among. Uh, if, <laughs> there, there had to have been a couple of good ones. He found a couple, apparently. You know, but you know um, they, you know, you know what the problem was. What they cited, what Stephen Ross and the Dolphins have cited as his problem. You know, he was he was okay at coaching. He had the basic skills to coach, and he he was all right. His interpersonal communication—it's a real problem. We have a real problem. It wasn't really he but, wasn't talking to his but, other but, coaches, the executives, or anything else. That's the real problem here. But, what coach right now? just objectively, has, at least on the surface, the worst personality and the least uh, personable relationships with humanity, let alone his team. And oh, it would be Bill know, Belichick. Uh, what's his it name up in Boston? The guy no, that's one. Yeah, <laughs> that right, guy. Right. Now, and why does that not matter? Because he had a winning record. Exactly. Helped to have Tom Brady, but he had a winning record. And it, it, up until the moment you just said what you said three minutes ago, nothing would ever really matter. And you would always say, but if he's winning, it doesn't matter. Right? So now suddenly a guy who is winning. And, and by the way, when you're losing, when your record is, is, is two and 14, two and yeah. 15, you know, you could say, look, he had bad relationships with his players. Therefore, they lost. Therefore, he's fired. And everybody goes, no, nah, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, everybody didn't like it. Sure. But, but that's not the way it is here. I, yeah. I don't see any of the Dolphins piling on and saying, oh, yeah, who had to get rid of this guy? He sucked. <laughs> Good move. I, I want to see this. I do want to see this go to trial because I want to see them bring assistant coaches saying, no, he didn't talk to me for three months at a time. I, I, I want to see this happen. Also, it's like you get a guy like Matt Rule, who uh, the the coach of the of the Panthers, who objectively sucks. He's terrible. But I'd love for them to go. You know, he loses a lot of games, but the fans, you know, the the staff really likes him. They really think he's wonderful, and he's so warm and fuzzy. That's why we keep him on. He has really great interpersonal relationships. Well, well, Every but, Sunday uh, we get killed. But, Britt, but Britt, you can name a bunch of people like that. You can name <laughs> you can name a bunch of raconteurs and 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 uh, big personalities who 
maybe were able to stay longer in their gigs because they were fairly likable people. They gave good press conferences. They were, uh, you know, they were good community relations kind of people, and they did get a little extra slack. But th- that's not relevant to to this particular no. moment. This is a special case, and I I, I salute him. I, I really salute him, Brian Flores, for for just not taking the crap because if he didn't have the remarkable credentials, and I swear I'm, I'm relating this to the whole Supreme Court thing. He not only had a great record for two years as a coach of a team that sucked before he showed up. Correct. But on paper, he had every qualification you could ever want, which is coming up from the bottom and learning at the feet of Bill Belichick, one of the best ever for a long time and being part of a Super Bowl winning tradition. I thought that was the golden resume. And apparently it was. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, friend of Donald Trump, thought that a couple of years ago. But something changed. Something went on there. And uh, they got to get to the bottom of it. And I use that phrase all the time. But they got to find out what the hell is going on that, that you would do that. Because it's just objectively stupid to fire a coach with, a, with an improving record. Year after year, you got to have something better than to just say. Uh, and by the way, I have my third grade report card. I actually have it here, and it says, you know, Brad talks too much in class. Yeah, he needs, you know, he needs to behave better. But you know what? My grades were great in third grade. I rocked. And you know what? I got promoted to fourth grade. That's how it works in America. Not the same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's the Stephen Ross thing. Yeah, this there this is a, this is not a great situation. Uh, we bombed Syria. There we go. ISIS and Al Qaeda leaders killed in American strikes or raids. Uh, have we already done the wag the dog thing over at Fox? Are they already doing that? Because I, I figured, Brad, within five Brad, seconds, I, I figured that's what it would have been the deal. I had I had that titled Executive Job Opening at ISIS. <laughs> Executive Job Opening at ISIS. Now here's here's the yeah. thing. You know. Uh, there could be some really good candidates, but there's also a plum gig at CNN. So a person might have a difficult choice. You see what I did there? Yeah. You, you see what I did? That you'd was like just see, really wrong. You'd like to see Jeff Zucker sad. get an interview over at ISIS. You think yeah, Jeff Zucker would so. get an interview over there? They're, they're upset about the situation. Some of the people, uh, if you agree, you know, if you if you look at the headlines, some of the news, some of the folks at CNN are upset that this woman, uh, her name last name is Gallist which is like go lust, but not exactly that she's getting to keep her job, even though she lied about the situation and Jeff Zucker has to go. Some, apparently some people are upset about that. I don't, I don't well, understand. I well, don't I, I, I do understand that. I, I, I if, if she was not honest yeah. with the relationship uh, and, and by the way, you get to play the turnaround game. It used to be that the guy always survived and they would move the woman aside because uh, what's the difference? She's just a secretary or something. In this case, you, she's a high-level executive also at CNN. So here's the answer to the question. Believe me, uh, today is uh, Thursday as we speak. She will not be there by Monday. You I guarantee like you. That's gonna there happen. is you know, no way. So, yes, the people who are, are, are uh, yapping now sound like they're yapping, but they're right. And – uh, you're going to start to really chisel away at the morale of the organization even more 
than uh, what's already happened. So you got to get rid of her too. Well, you well, have to. You have to be fair. Yeah. They're about, also about, in the. Are, they're also in the middle of this thing where they're selling off the Warner Media assets to Discovery. So right. they, can't, they, they need to like trim away right. all the the dirty laundry and kind of right. get that over the well, side, right? Right. So so it isn't just me too. It's her too. Mm. How about that? It's the her too movement. I mean, you you gotta you gotta play fair here. Um, so they're they're both. Uh, this this all came out as part of Discovery in the Chris Cuomo thing because his when when Chris Cuomo that, was being accused of various right. improprieties, his lawyer go, "Hey, wait a minute! There's a guy. Um, what's his name? Uh, he works at C. Oh yeah, the guy's in charge of everything. He's kind of fucking up too. So they decided to go with scorched earth. And then Jeff Zucker. A lot of people at the at CNN had no idea he was going, and all of a sudden it was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm out." I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. I'll see you. <laughs> yeah. well, we uh, we uh, we we wish him well. All right, you ready? You want to take uh, you want to take a little spin here? Yeah, sure. Uh, here we go. Um, Donnie bombs in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't cancel Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook Facebook metal wall. Facebook fall down. Or Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young back together again. <laughs> Let's do uh, Donnie uh, has a ratings bomb. I want to do that one. Okay. Um, for the last couple of years, anytime Trump would do an interview, and he would only do interviews, of course, on, on Fox, uh, the ratings for that segment would actually be really, really high. You could count on it. Uh, now, he's not on Fox quite as much, and... He still does interviews on the uh, lesser networks, Newsmax, One America Network, and uh, My Right Wing Ass Network. That's a good one. Do you get that one? My, My Right Wing Ass. That was yeah. a really good show. I think Claire Danes was in that. That was such a All good right, show. So, uh, this was at uh, either 8 or 9 o'clock. I can't, I can't remember which one. He was on Newsmax. And not only did uh, hardly anybody watch, it wasn't even the highest rated hour on Newsmax, the hours around it were higher rated, which means people aggressively tuned out from what they were watching on Newsmax when Trump came on, and they aggressively came back. Uh, what, what, whatever, uh, which is, and I, I know it, it isn't everything, and we we shouldn't count, you know, one moment. But you know, he's been in the news a lot lately, this Trump guy, and I would think that for for the MAGA crowd, that that would still be a big deal to to listen to him lie and tell the same bullshit over again in an interview situation. Do you think there's Republicans that are getting tired of Donald Trump? Of course there are. Yeah. Of, of, of course there are. It's, it's not a question of Brit that most of them were tired of him six years ago. That's not the point. They, they, said they were and then they cowered and 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 gave up you know i mean you've seen the the uh, highlight reel you know you've seen the ted cruz reel you've seen the lindsey graham reel of of actually telling the truth about donald trump right that he'll be a disaster for this country that he's the congenital all that others but that was during the campaign of 2016 and then when trump dispatched everybody they all fell in line um and yes at some level, they're all lying in wait. But in the meantime, they're just all lying. Okay. And uh, um, if Trump's ratings, not just this one little TV nugget, 
if his approval ratings keep slipping down, and I think they they are overall in terms of do even Republicans still want him? And uh, by the way, I love this question. Oh, this is the one that they're using to try to justify what we're trying to prove here with bad ratings on a team. Now, a much higher percentage of Republicans say they're loyal to, quote, the Republican Party versus loyal to Donald Trump. His it's like 20 points down. More Republicans used to say I'm loyal to Trump first. And so they're trying. What the fuck does that mean? Nothing. What, 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 what the fuck are you thinking? <clears throat> Donald Trump has been the Republican Party for the last five years. Correct. For you to play this game, you people who answer these surveys, you Republicans across the country, that you're now separating yourself from it. Why? Did something happen? Oh, in the last month? Did that change? Was, was he just rocking all this time? What, what happened now? Did well, he say a, something? He said something mean about Mike Pence. I get it. Now I, I don't like uh, Trump as he, much. He had a particularly bad reading of the snake on Saturday night. You know, he, we forgot to mention that. I he, did do, he did pull that, the snake out. Yeah. Yes, I, I yeah. saw that. And when I saw that, that is when we pulled the ripcord. <laughs> I said, I said, no, no. Uh, people, people no. who haven't been listening, because I think you know, we always assume that everybody's been listening to to this podcast and watching us for all these years. He's got that stupid. I think it's a, a Socrates poem or something that he reads about a snake and a woman captures a frozen snake, brings it in. The snake bites her, and eventually the snake goes. Well, you know, I was a snake, and it's like some sort of parable that he rolls out there for immigration. These dark people, these brown people. You're going to feed them. You're going to give them health care, and eventually they're going to to rape your daughters. I think that's isn't that the point of the snake when he when he brings that thing out? Well, it's it's also uh, you knew what I was when you yeah. saved me. You right. knew, in other words, to Trump voters now, it's you knew who I was when you voted for me, and you loved me, right? Um, it's conceptually so, yeah. like it's it's like a conceptual kind of systemic sort of existential difference that people like us have with the Trump crowd. What has happened in American history over the past 250 years is that immigrants have come into the system. It didn't matter whether they were Irish or they were German or they were African-American. Well, the, some of them were forced to come into the country now, weren't they? But in any case, when immigrants... Guess you don't want to mention the Jews, do you, Britt? Huh? Well, the, Jews the don't Jews. count, do you? <laughs> okay, Jews. okay. That's all right. No problem. Whenever anyone would come into the country, which was established mostly by, you know, white dudes, uh, they would then embrace the concept of America and they would become Americans. And then it didn't matter because no matter where you were from, you were in America, you perpetuated the idea and the concept right. of the great experiment yeah. of America. These fuckers believe not true, can't do it. What the founding fathers meant was for white people to rule this thing forever. And if we get too many black people, yellow people, whatever, it's going to be fucked. That's essentially what the Trump crowd believes, That's, right? Yeah, that, that would be one version of it. A, yeah. a more a more cynical version of it would be, yes, different groups of people from different parts of the world and different religions have come here. And they've had to put up with uh, pick your level of hate and discrimination sure. and isolation sure. for uh, decades and sometimes centuries, but eventually they're all here but now we have uh the most aggressive pushback in terms of immigration that that uh, any of us have seen in our lifetimes but it was no picnic it was no picnic uh you know early in the century sure. when the uh the hotel statue of liberty on ellis island was was operating full tilt uh yes they were coming in but were they were they welcome 
Yeah, well, yeah. If you consider packing everybody into the Lower East Side of Manhattan to work in sweatshops, sure. sewing shit, and and getting burned to death and fought. Yeah, they, they were welcome, but okay. But that so it, it, it's kind of a horrible American exceptionalism. But you know, we 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 managed to get through it. But it, it does feel different right now, doesn't it? It, it does feels feel different. different. It yeah. does. It, there's, there's, there's. I think a, a big difference. Going back to Trump, uh, Lindsey Graham continues to kiss his ass and absolutely gets slapped around. Trump has doubled and tripled down on uh, the January the sixth pardons, which everybody, every Republican from here to yonder, you can't find anybody that supports this idea. Lindsey Graham freaked out about it, and now Trump goes, "Fuck you, you piece of shit." I hate you, despite the fact that Lindsey Graham has kissed his ass like it's made out of candy okay. for five years. Right, but but listen, Britt, no matter what we're hearing this week, no matter how crazy Trump is being, no matter how much he's confessing in public that uh, he did want to just overturn the election. It wasn't about election integrity. He didn't care about that. We knew he never did, but the... Pestina, the, the the false front of Republicans spouting that line, that's collapsing around them because Trump is out there yapping about how he, he uh, went to the Justice Department, how he uh, went to the Pentagon, how he, um, who, who the fuck knows, maybe he went to the French Foreign Legion. Somebody, would you come in and grab these voting machines, which when you think about how stupid it is, you know, how many voting machines are there in these? There's probably foul. What What are you going to do with them? Where are you going to put them? Is it going to be like what they do with uh, airplanes, put them out in the desert in, in uh, Nevada, in the middle of nowhere, and look at them? I mean, it, it never made any sense. But okay. If you, don't, if, if you don't think that those voting machines would have ended up on the bottom of Lake Michigan, holy shit. They would've, he would have destroyed those in a heart. He right. would have blown then, them up right. somewhere. And then, you're right. And then the, the, uh, the, the line would be all the votes in that state have to be thrown out yeah. and the election would be decided by just, you know, 42 or 43 states and yes. uh, the House of Representatives. I get it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I understand it. But even with what he is saying this week, right now, as crazy as it is that, that most Republicans who are asked about it do say, yes, it, 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 it's not uh, – it's it's not a, a a thing for him to offer pardons right now or to pardon people who participated in practically killing all of us in the Congress in that building on January sixth. They're saying that, <laughs> but if Don if Donald Trump were to somehow wiggle through here the next two years and become the nominee, there is not one of these people that would stick to with what they said today about Donald Trump, and they would say. Yeah, but Joe Biden is a disaster. And it wouldn't matter if Joe Biden had whipped inflation, fixed the roads, sent coronavirus packing, they would turn right back around and support Donald Trump again. Yeah. Agree or disagree? Well, my no, I, I totally agree. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't at all. That's a, that's a horrible bet. And I'm I'm not a good gambler, but I would not take that bet at all. Uh, my current favorite guy, as I've reviewed the footage over the past month, we've had a chance to revisit January the 6th and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was elected to the house of representatives and he used to be a sheriff somewhere. And he's one of the guys you see stacking chairs in front of that door as they're punching through the windows, trying to kill people. And now his thing is, no, it was fine. It was just a, was another day in Washington. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I went to the vending machine. I got some fig Newtons. I don't, I don't remember anything. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's there fighting for his life, trying to get the help help with the sergeant at arms and all the guys with the guns and stuff because mm-hmm. he has a he has a background in law enforcement. And now all of a sudden, you know, he was chewing gum on January the sixth of twenty twenty one and just having a fantastic day. I can't remember that guy's name, but he's such a douchebag. Uh, speaking of douchebags, let's do the Rudy Giuliani story because I can't get enough of this guy. Now, and I have to preface this. And uh, I don't know if anybody in my family is going to hear this or, or, or know about it. But I have a relative. I just went to her wedding okay. in November in Southern California. And my relative is the assistant to the person at Fox Broadcasting in charge of reality TV programming. Okay. That's her job. She's right there. She's in on, on all these decisions. Okay. I'm sure she has nothing to do with, I don't think she would come up with this idea. I won't say her name. It's not important, but yeah. Um, and I've never watched the show. I admit it. I've only seen the clips that they, that they put up and bleed through and you end up seeing them you know, on, on various programs or on the internets. They show the masked singer, yeah. the masked singer, where yeah, people yeah. come out and, and just completely fucked up costumes so you can't even come close to guessing who they are. And they sing, and then they take off the the costume, and it's always some shocking person. You know, sometimes Sarah Palin, I think, was uh, was one of the revealed people, one, and people like that. And... Uh, this has leaked out because the show hasn't aired yet. And uh, Fox is so cagey. They're not going to tell you which episode it's going to be. So you're going to have to watch for the next month to find the episode where this happens. So the person pulls off their mask and it's Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. And uh, a couple of the judges decide uh, we're out of there. Ken Jong is from Greensboro, isn't he? Greensboro, North Carolina. He has a medical degree from the University of North Carolina at Chapel okay. Hill. And Robin Thick, uh, by is the it, way, yeah. uh, one of the great one of the great moral leaders of our of our time. Uh, uh, no, but at Robin least he's Thick, the Robin Thick is a massive piece of shit, and he completely fucked right. up a relationship with like one of the most beautiful women in the world, Paula Patton. But yes, I do admire him for walking off the set. Continue with the story. So he, the, you know, they were disgusted that uh, you would be, yeah. You know, in effect, this is kind of helping Rudy Giuliani with his image because it's not going to change his legal status or anything of that sort. But, you know, this was not a show that was produced, you know, three years ago, four years ago, back when we all loved Rudy, really. Um, I'm sure this was recorded this week or, or, or last week. And you'll notice I didn't say the word tape. I'm very, very, they're all still saying everything's taped, but okay. Um, Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Schitzinger, they stayed on. They're the other two judges. Uh, and by the way, now, compared to uh, uh, Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy is is really a horse shit. Horse. Are you, uh, she's, she's an anti-vaxxer, isn't she? Is she one of the original anti-vaxxers? Big time. Are you familiar yeah. who, who with who Nicole Scherzinger is? Um, help me. She was There was a, a kind of a burlesque slash hip-hop singing group called the pussycat dolls okay and she was right. the head of that and also she gained some international fame for dam- for uh, dating uh racing superstar lewis hamilton for a number of years i'm well, so sad that, that, that I she that. deserved i'm yeah. so sad that i know all of these things 
Uh, so, of course, we've again fallen for the uh, the hype, and we're talking about it, and we're helping. But um, believe me, I, I will not be watching that show. I never have, never will. That one got by me, and 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 uh, I've never watched any of the NCIS shows. Not a one. Never. Not one. All right, time for confession here. Shit that you you admit that you've never watched that I have never watched. Are you ready? This is popular. This is pervasive. This is forever. I've never watched a Law and Order. No, I haven't either. And that show's been around for thirty years or something. There's Twelve iterations of it. Yeah, I don't know anything about Law and Order. And yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tell you another thing. When my mother talks about CSI or NCI, all, all of those. those shows on CBS are the same to me. It's all the same show. Blue yeah. Bloods is a little different because Tom Selleck's in it, but I I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't, there's like no CBS programming that I'm like, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is oh. with me in that network. We don't connect. I, for, I forgot to ask you, did you see uh, Letterman the other night on Seth I Myers? I did. I thought it was, yeah. It Fuck, was really okay. good. He was, yeah. He's fucking great. Yeah, that's he, great. Not only does he still have it, okay? And yeah. you know, if, if, if people can find it, I'm sure it's all over the place, the, the, uh, the, the segments. Um, if you look at Letterman, going on shows, you know, 35 years ago and he was a stand-up comedian and he was coming on, he would come on. He would always come fully loaded, fully prepared with great stories and great shtick, which is why he was David Letterman. He was over, and here he is retired, what, for three or four years now uh, off the show. And he comes on to Seth Meyers because it's the 40th anniversary of the first late night show on, on NBC and he's ready. He's got all new stories, all, all new material. He does. And uh, his, his timing is it's as great as ever. I, mean, I, I loved it. I just loved spending 20 minutes with Dave, uh, not on the, the show that he's doing now, the Netflix interview thing, but but just him being in that atmosphere. He had to have loved it, too. It, you can just tell he was loving it. It was great. And it sent me on a four to six hour rabbit hole where I just started looking at old clips, like uh, an interview he had with Bob Costas on the later show. And, and then a Charlie Rose thing from 90s. I was watching all of that shit. So yeah, it was, it was very good. And Seth's very good. And you can tell that there's a warmth between the two of them and all of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Give me the Facebook story, sir. Uh, well, uh, I have, I haven't looked at it, uh, uh, in the last few minutes, I mean, it was down uh, eighty dollars or over twenty-five percent of its value, which is over two hundred billion dollars worth of uh, market capitalization after announcing uh, what kind of money they didn't make and how many users they didn't gain in the uh, last three months. This is the first time ever, going back to day one of Facebook, uh, back when it was the Facebook right, mm. that. Uh, quarter over quarter, they didn't gain users. They lost uh, a few. Uh, instead of you know two point nine billion, they had two point eight seven. You know, it's marginal, but the point is the point, and the way you get judged, um, just like the NFL, you just have to keep winning, and you keep your. Oh no, I guess that's not true either, is it? Winning no. isn't everything. Vince Lombardi needs to be told that in the NFL, if you're a black coach, winning isn't everything it's a lot but it might not be anything if somebody decides arbitrarily to fuck you okay back to facebook uh so facebook has has uh, some growth problems 
and they're not growing the way they used to. Plus, and this is a great point uh, made, I think, by Josh Brown earlier today on the uh, the noon show on MSNBC. This could go down as one of the biggest mistakes in corporate history. Uh, it's actually worse than Coke becoming new Coke because they were able to reverse that, bring back the old formula. That the name change from Facebook to Meta is one of the worst decisions ever. <laughs> and remember, remember when they did it. They did it in the middle of all of the hearings when everyone was was up their ass over having well basically destroyed the entire free world, ruining elections, destroying governments, and fucking up the planet. Okay, so they panic, and Zuckerberg decides to make the corporate name. Meta, M-E-T-A. The stock symbol is still FB, Facebook. People still call it Facebook, but there's a little meta going on. People say it. And of course, that has to do with the metaverse, which is really, it's a thing, but it's nothing yet compared to what supposedly it's going to be. And the monetization, the ability of Facebook to make any money in the metaverse is at least 10 to 15 years away. This is what Zuckerberg said himself. It's not a money-making thing. So the bad decision is to change your name from Facebook, which everybody knows, it's profitable, everybody uses it, it's the biggest advertising vehicle in the world. What do they have, like 5 million advertisers when you add it all up? It's amazing. Uh, love them or hate them, but they, they do reach everywhere. They had that name, and now they've gone to a name that – really doesn't mean anything. It's it's the future. It would be as as if you you named your car company a car that you're going to be building in 15 years, but it's going to be great. Okay. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. That's but now that doesn't drive the stock price to I understand that. But that's a that's not a very Zuckerberg shrewd kind of move to have done. He did it under duress, made a mistake, but uh, Facebook is not what it used to be. They're not making enough money off of Instagram the way they thought. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a result, you know, I mean, th that's just a, a stunning fall. And uh, as usual, because of pin action, it dragged down the entire stock market on, on Thursday. Just almost everything went down in sympathy, except for maybe bank stocks and energy stuff, but everything else just into the, into the toilet. Uh, we'll get another cog in the wheel here later. Uh, after we get done, Amazon will come and Amazon could be equally bad, maybe worse. Um, for the, the, the Jim Cramer types, the Jim Cramer types used to call Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google fang. Are they, they, they going to call it mang now? It's Cause it's meta. It's a mang. Uh, maybe it's going to be maybe it's going to be mana because Google is alphabet. So maybe that's what they'll have, they'll have to change it completely. Around. There's, there's a lot of problems with these acronyms, Britt. The problem is they're only good in, in the moment and they are mana. they are subject to change because some people want to put Microsoft in there. So then you'd have Fanga Mumuna. <laughs> you can't get this right. You can't get it right. <laughs> get you, it right, people. You can't do it. So now that Facebook has been just obliterated it's it down over 50 percent from from its high it's, it's been killed you have two choices if you're a stock market investor especially in individual stocks you either see this as one of the great buying opportunities ever yeah yeah this is the greatest moment 
Facebook has had problems before. They've always come back. Zuckerberg always figures a way out. It's happened before. Or they really are at an inflection point of doom, and it's all downhill from here. Next thing you know, there'll be hearings. They will be uh, regulated uh, like a utility. Uh, they will not be able to be flexible, and that's it. It's it's just it's over. You had your moment. Go out to your island on Hawaii, Mark, and sit back and and enjoy. My guess is that uh, you're going to have six months to nine months of fallowness by by Facebook. They're not going to get much done. It's not going to look like anything's going on, and uh, they will have another trick up their sleeve. They have before, they they will again. And there have been other companies just like them that have been in that position, mm. and they've managed to turn it. Microsoft was in the shithole for for a decade and a half, oh, a, yeah. almost twenty years. They, they were dead in the water. They, they were around. absolutely dead in the water. Now that company, and, they, oh, yeah. And if you want, if you want, look at something. Look at the the uh, the uh, long term, the the forever chart of Apple. Oh, you look yeah. for Apple is a flat line for forever until the uh, iPhone came out and then right. you know, it's been uphill ever since then. But, and that, by the way, so Steve jobs, great company, mm. revolutionary did nothing for a long time. Then Steve jobs, the second after he'd been fired, he came back and there's the iPhone and, you know, they've never looked back since and they've been innovative you know, since then. So, that's that's my uh, that's my Facebook outlook. Uh, I am Were not. Some people, I'm not an individual owner of Facebook stock. Fortunately, today I did. That's your I only, disclosure. Wasn't yeah. there some hand wringing about Netflix last week, and then all of a sudden, like earlier, this same week, thing. Their best day, their best day they'd had in like two years or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, see, yeah, Netflix got got garroted last week. Yeah, uh, because their their growth wasn't what they wanted. But plus, they're raising the know, price, and the analysts right. They, like, no, they no. have they have some levers to pull. They have some levers to pull with what sure they, they do. do, and um, I I wouldn't underestimate them. And they do still own the position of first first mover. I mean, everybody's still trying to catch them in terms of number of subscribers. And uh, but you know, compared to five years ago, Netflix had the field all to itself. They right. did, and now they don't. And uh, the the competitors are are good and and smart. And if you add them all up, they're they're all way bigger than Facebook. A great point was made about uh, Alphabet, Google. And by the way, changing the name of Google to Alphabet not the same as changing Facebook to Meta, because again, Alphabet is just kind of a it's just a name. It, it wasn't you know Google wasn't saying, oh, in 12 years, we're going to invent the alphabet. So it's a great, <laughs> okay, not, not the same thing. Um, but uh, YouTube, YouTube generates as much revenue, maybe even more than Netflix. Yeah, Just that. YouTube. Yeah. If you, if you were to cut out YouTube, if you were to just, just uh, pull it out of, of alphabet and make it its own separate company, it would be, highly valuable so that that kind of explains that that move because alphabet did great facebook not so great netflix not so great apple really great microsoft really great that's where we are right now um who knows who knows so 
Uh, yeah, just stay diversified, friends. It's it's your best uh, it's your best way to. Wow, you're to you're go. the guy that came up with that. You're the guy that said that originally. I did. Nobody ever thought of that uh, uh, until I did. And, and by the way, I was the guy that thought of uh, throw the red flag out onto the field to protest a call. Good for you. That was my idea. Good for I, you. I don't get credit for that. You know, they were going to say, "Oh, uh, Coach Belichick just did a crance." They were going to do that, but I said, "I don't want the credit." I don't want the credit. I just want to feel good about the fact that it was my idea. And by the way, uh, I put a picture uh, on Wednesday of my wife and me on our wedding day. I put it up on our Facebook page mm -hmm. and I got hundreds of people who liked it. The nicest things people were saying, I can't believe it. That, that, thank you all. That was so nice. Everyone Lovely. was, was except for that one guy. Uh, that know, one guy. There's always yeah. one guy. Right, right. There's always somebody. There's always somebody that's uh, that, that, that's causing that's causing trouble there. But that that was nice. So you know what? I will save that picture again and drag it back out three years from now because that will be forty. Big four zero. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I put that up every year. It's kind of ridiculous. But I think a three year rest and people will forget that they saw it. And there you go. That that'll work. Forty, forty great years. Forty years of excitement. Forty years of fun, and. By the way, more than half of those 40 years, Super Bowl parties. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We're getting ready for we're, we're, I, I, I don't know how many years. Are, are we to 20 yet? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just still what, we, what our we, first we missed, one was. Uh, people don't know we, we missed Janet Jackson's tit because we were doing other stuff, and then we didn't find no, out. But, no, but Jackson's I'm talking about did what? I, what was the first year? I, I have no idea. When that we, was my first year. That was the, definitely was my first year, and I think that was 2004. Uh, there were, and I missed a, I, that you had done it before then, but I was, yeah, 2004 was my first. I had, I know I had uh, some at our old house and I've been in this house yeah. for 22 years. Right. <laughs> so there, therefore, technically, um, we may be coming up on the, uh, the 25th anniversary, but what, what is 25? What is that? A, that's not gold. That's not silver. What is that? Uh, a that's poop. something, isn't uh, it? It's a box of poop, I believe is what Bo that is. A box of shit. The 25th yeah. anniversary, get a box of, <laughs> box of shit. Uh, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young back together again. Voter fraud is real in Florida, but it's never in person, and it's the usual suspects. Pick one. Do the, do the Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young thing, and we'll run. Okay. Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash getting back together with Neil Young and saying, fuck you to Spotify, yeah. which by the way, is another company whose stock hit the shithole today um, because of their, their earnings. Now they're not attributing anything having to do with no. the uh, Joe Rogan situation, which actually that's bad because now that means that whatever turbulence is going on with the Joe Rogan situation is now. And in the next reporting in three months, Right, this can't help them. There aren't people joining Spotify now because no, of this, but it feels it feels like they won. It feels like the protest thing lost some momentum, and there were a lot of artists. I don't know if they put this in their back pocket, but they're not supporting Neil Young the way that they should be, and and have they professed their love for Neil Young over the years, and they're kind of abandoning him. It feels like Spotify has won right now. Now I don't know if that's true. This thing may be simmering, and coming up next week. You may have 20 big time, huge artists, you know, Elton John and everybody with huge catalog could say, fuck it, I'm out. But it feels like they've won right now, I think, to the majority of people. 
Well, I guess they've won because they haven't really lost. Isn't that's that the way? I mean, they were just trying to play defense there and not get in trouble, right? They held serve. Now, I, I, I left. I went to Amazon Music, uh, and I, I mentioned. I think the sound quality is um, is like to me way better. N- nobody cares about that shit for the most part, but the sonic quality, the tonal quality, way better. Uh, the algorithm is still a little. Eh, it's not quite as user friendly because it's what I was used to, and I was on Spotify for six or seven years but i really like the the sound quality is a huge win and any of these other i think any of these other ones title and any of the other ones has way better sound quality than spotify has anyway hmm. let's uh let's check how they're doing spotify as we speak down 29 dollars 92 cents that's a 15.6 percent drop just today thursday at 2 20 in the afternoon part of the story was that the the guys at city said buy it they, they put it up as a buy well yeah when, when shit drops there are always people that are going to come out of the woodwork and say yeah it's it's low enough buy it but uh uh that's a that's a move that's a, that's a move down if you were a if you were a holder there and by the way um i i i think we do need to uh, mention the uh, number one the number one racist of the week in the Republican Party. And as you know, it's always a contest. It's always a contest. But Senator Foghorn Leghorn, who went to elite universities, has uh, stepped back into the forefront again. That motherfucking cocksucking piece of shit, John Kennedy from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Again. You ready? Mm-hmm. You heard this quote, haven't you? I have heard it, yeah. He wants the uh, Supreme Court nominee put forth by Joe Biden, and that's going to be a black woman. He wants that person to be, quote, someone who knows a law book from a J. Crew catalog. And why did he say that? Well, because, as you know, it's very likely that uh, Joe Biden is going to go down to the Greyhound bus terminal in Louisville and just pick out someone as long as they're black and they're female they've got the supreme and so john kennedy wanted you to know that he has standards that yeah. is so fucking that is so fucking racist well, that is just so beyond at that is just did, beyond at least he uh, didn't say a kfc menu i mean you got to give him points for not going for <laughs> right yeah. right right yeah j crew it, 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 it's not the lowest rent kind yeah. of uh place yeah you know what you you find sunshine in the darkness every I time, do. and I, I, I think you ought to be uh, you ought to be commended for that. You ought to be commended for that. And, and by the way, the, uh, the 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 counter the counter argument, as if you need to make one, to uh, the the uh, Fox News people, the Ted Cruz's of the world, the John Kennedys of the world, the 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 just vicious, violent racists. That's all you can call them yeah. on this issue claiming that that the white people of America have been slapped in the face because Joe Biden made a promise during the campaign and now is going to fulfill it by nominating a a black woman. Uh, Walter Dellinger, who is the emeritus emeritus, uh, professor of law at Duke, spent some time there, and he was the solicitor general, the guy who argued the case on behalf of the government during the Bill Clinton administration and he just absolutely obliterates any argument against what joe biden has promised and is about to 
fulfill. Um, and he makes this great point, and you've, of course, heard it. Ronald Reagan said he would nominate a woman, and he nominated Sandra Day O'Connor. Nobody said anything about that. And actually, it's even more so than that, because uh, when Reagan did it, he immediately got the same kind of blowback. And uh, what he did was he put a bunch of men on the list also, like a public list. But he knew he was going to nominate a woman. And at that time, only about 3% of the practicing lawyers in the country had graduated from law school that were women. So he had a tiny, tiny pool to choose from. So what did he do? He did not have the luxury that Joe Biden has right now, a much larger pool of about, I think there's like 28,000 black women who've graduated from law school in the last 25 years, you know, people that would be eligible to be dominated. But Reagan had this tiny group of just women to choose from. And as a result, he went down past judges who were probably even fewer and far between than you can imagine. And Sandra Day O'Connor, who he picked, she had no judicial experience of note. She'd worked in law firms. She'd been um, a clerk. She'd been a state senator in Arizona, and he picked her. And you know what? She worked out pretty damn well. She worked out pretty damn well. So the Reagan example, not only is it hypocritical to uh, attack what Joe Biden is doing, the example that Joe Biden could easily follow more so is what Reagan did. And he could pick that judge from South Carolina that Lindsey Graham already says is aces. She's the best. She's got my vote. He could pick her in a heartbeat and everything would be great. And she comes from a background that is not the same. She didn't go to Harvard or Yale, didn't grow up in a, in a, in a rich family, none of that kind of stuff. And, you know, forever there's been uh, the Catholic seat. Uh, for a while, there was the Jewish seat. So what, you're not allowed to have the black woman seat? Of course you are. Of course you are. Are you allowed to have the... You know, when when Sonia Sotomayor retires, right, if she left next week, would you be out of your mind to say, well, we need, should replace her with someone in oh her God. category? They got so problem. upset because she called herself yeah. a wise Latina and conservatives right. would, would throw yeah. that in people's faces forever. Yeah. Uh, part of the Sandra Day, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor story was how invested uh, Senator Goldwater was, who still had a lot of gravitas among conservatives because, of course, Sandra Day O'Connor was from Arizona, and he did a lot of the lead blocking in, in pushing her through. Uh, you just don't have a leg to stand on. No, you don't. On this, but they're, they're going to do it. Of course. They're going to do it. And, and that, that comment by, by uh, John, why does he even have that name, Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> He should have to change it, just like Whoopi should have to change Goldberg. Um, uh, that that is so abhorrent. That that is that is just the worst. Um, and uh, we have time for one more quickie. Sure, go for it. All right, one more quickie. This will be a setup for next week, and th this is good because it's an early stage story that I have discovered. That if I'm right. It'll be a, a thing next week. If I'm wrong, it'll just go away. 
because as of uh, our speaking here, I've only seen it in two places. It started in the New York Post and gravitated over to the Daily Mail, which gave us a wide circulation because Daily Mail, and a lot of people read it. Um, and it's about this, this school in Manhattan that was going to put on the Merchant of Venice. Seventh graders were going to perform the Merchant of Venice. And now the, uh, the principal has canceled the performance of it because of the anti-Semitic qualities within that play. Um, and this is not a new thing. This has only been discussed, oh, for about 400 years, is the Merchant of Venice just this blatant, horrible, anti-Semitic uh, uh, piece of writing by Shakespeare that, of course, has been performed, has been made into movies. I believe that Al Pacino, Al Pacino played Shylock, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the Jewish lender, yeah. in the movie in 1993 or, or 03 or something like that. And uh, naturally, it's caused a, a split among the parents. Some parents are saying, yes, the kids cannot handle this. They will internalize the anti-Semitism as being a legitimate part of it. Uh, they will not get the nuance of it. So you would have to explain it to them, blah, blah, blah. They were seventh graders. And others are saying, Absolutely not. We don't censor things in this country. Put it on. We'll talk about it back and forth. And so I just want to see whether this one gets elevated and, by the way, gets falsely compared to the book banning in Tennessee mm -hmm. of that uh, book, Mouse, about the, the Holocaust, because right. there, there's no com there's no comparison no. whatsoever. But uh, there will be some. And this is cancel culture. They're trying to cancel Shakespeare. No, <laughs> this, this, this is, uh, yeah. Hitler, Hitler had the merchant of Venice, I believe performed, uh, 55 different times in the 1930s. It was a very popular play in Nazi Germany. I can't imagine. I'm, I guess I do know why 